Welcome back to Fight Night with Fred. I'm your host, Fred. Today I'm being joined by Mr. Preston Payne. Preston, thank you for joining us. Of course, anytime. So this week, we are going to be dissecting each mistake that I made predicting the main card for UFC 295. Then we're going to take a look at the incredible card of 296, headlined by Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards. Then we have our parlay. Then we're going to talk about some UFC news and just, we're just going to tackle it all today. Let's get it. Okay, in the last episode, I had my worst stat line in my UFC picks ever. I went an atrocious two for five. What the heck happened here? So in that first fight on the main card, I took Pat Sabatini to fraud check Diego Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I told you ahead of time that was never going to happen. You see, no, all that I had seen earlier was just, yeah, I've seen the beautiful Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I just he hadn't seen anything else. dangerous. He's so dangerous. I mean, he shut me up on that last fight. You know, he put out Pat Sabatini. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. Once I saw that fight, I kind of knew my picks were fried that night. Hopefully, hopefully on a later episode we can get in depth when he fights next. For dude, sure. He's a great fighter. For sure. But, no, man, Pat Sabatini, dude, I don't know. I really had Pat. But Diego, he sold me, you know. Now, like, Preston and I, we were talking before the show. We were talking about um, Pat Sabatini and a rumored fight that he had. And we knew what was up. We knew what was up. Yeah. Now, after that, I had another miss. I had Matt Frivola beating Benoit Saint-Denis. And I really thought this, this was going to be a closer fight than it was. Uh, it was the wrestling. Yeah, just the wrestling of Matt that really sold me. But uh, Saint-Denis just came in, and he knocked Matt Frivola into the shadow realm. Yeah. Uh, this was a really risky fight to take Matt on. And, you know, I thought that I was seeing something, but it just it came back to bite me. It was well, rough. Let's just say I made some good money on this one. I, I, <laughs> I knew what was coming. So Preston cooked, but I, yeah, I went hungry that night. And then I missed the main event, too. I had Yuri Prohaska beating Alex. Um, you know, the only thing that I was really worried about was Alex's heavy hands. And surely enough, that's what put Yuri away early. Yeah. And, I mean, that's exactly what I was afraid of. I really thought that... Um, Yuri's use of combinations and walking Alex down was going to be the downfall of him. However, I did mention that if someone goes to sleep in this fight, yeah, it's, it's Yuri. Yuri. And sure. especially with that bad head movement, and Alex caught him. Yeah. Alex put him out. And he was being a little, you know, he was some competition, but in the end, Yuri just didn't have it. He didn't, and I feel like they could possibly run that back in the future. I but think they could, because it was a close fight. It was a close fight. It, it just... He got caught. Man. Yeah. Those elbows that put him away after the big shot. It was he it. Just couldn't do it. It was grits. So that's what I had. After the last episode, I'm now sitting at a nice 69.5% accuracy for my picks. Now, the UFC 296 card breakdown. This is the most just stacked card of the year. That, yeah, I mean, for sure. we have star power all over the card. Main card, main event, undercard. Two title fights. Always a great card. We've got a banger, okay? We have Cardi- Dude, we have Cody Garbrandt, Irene Aldana, Josh Emmett, and Bryce Mitchell all on the undercard. And, dude, on the undercard? That that's could, just the undercard. That's just the undercard. So, you know me. I'm already excited about this. Uh, we have Leon finally defending the belt. We have some actual movement in the flyweight division with Brandon Roy Val oh, taking man. on Pantoja. We have Wonder Boy fighting Shavkat, which is going to be dangerous. Oh, I'm excited for that one. We have El Kakui, Tony Ferguson. He's going on the redemption tour, which is kicking off against Patty Pimblett. 
And we also have the most annoying fighter in the UFC, Ian Gary. It's... I wouldn't say annoying, but I definitely feel bad for the guy. I don't. I don't feel bad. I promise we're going to discuss this later. Um, as of right now, we've only had one major injury to the card, and that was Giga Chikad's, uh Basically, he tore his groin on December 4th. He was set to face Josh Emmett. However, we have an even better fight with the replacement, Bryce Mitchell. And we're going to dissect this. Um, as soon as I saw Preston today, I was kind of telling him, like, hey, yeah. we need to talk about we this. Gotta. Because at first, when I reached out to him and when we had this all set up, this fight had just been taken off. We weren't expecting to even mention Josh Emmett yeah. aside from just an injury and a fight being canceled. But him and I, we both understand For sure. that Bryce Mitchell and Josh Emmett is just one of those fights that you have to discuss. Yeah, it's a great fight. And even if you don't like the guys, you got to tune in with this one. This yeah, is a bang. Sure. This is a complete bang. 100%. So for not only my viewers, but also for present, let's just break it down what we're going to do here today. As a Christmas gift to not only all of you, but also to ourselves, Preston and I will not only be discussing the main card, but also three extra fights onto the undercard. Yes, you got that right. We are giving you eight fight predictions and an extra large parlay for your Christmas gifts. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be dissecting each of these fights. We're going to make some predictions, and we're also going to give some gambling advice for each bout, along with a parlay at the end of the episode. All odds that I'm using today are through Caesars Sportsbook, which is used by many major media outlets. And keep in mind, all odds are subject to change and not all sportsbooks will use the same odds. Let's get started. So with our first fight, we have Cody Garbrandt versus, uh, he's taking on Brian Kaler in the bantamweight division. Now, I think Cody can get it done. (sighs) This one's dangerous. It's dangerous. Because Brian Keller, um, he's an up-and-comer. He's powerful. He's very powerful. But I think Cody really can, because after Cody's last win on, wasn't it? Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones. Trevin yeah. Jones by unanimous decision. That was a good fight. Um, good win for him, for sure. I think that he can definitely win it. It's just a lot closer than people think. It's closer than people think. Well, that and, dude, Cody's had a really rough time in the UFC since winning the bantamweight belt back in December of 2016, okay? Cody Nochin Garbrandt, he's 2-5 and five since December of 2016. Uh, he's barely even in the conversation in the division. But I really feel like this is a tune-up fight. I really do. Now, granted, it's closer than that. It is closer than most people think. Uh, Brian, he's pretty dang good. He's got 10 wins by submissions, 8 wins by knockout. Um, but what I'm kind of worried about with Brian is... He has been out for a year with an undisclosed medical issue. And, I mean, with some undisclosed, it's really hard to know how that guy's going to come back. I mean, uh, it could have been something as easy as, say, a broken wrist. Or it could have been something terrible, like, you know, complete shoulder reconstruction, leg reconstruction. So we have no idea what he's coming back from. Um, And that always makes it really hard to assume, but... As you said, Brian, he's an up-and-comer, but I feel like if Cody is even a fraction of what he used to be, he can win this fight, and he will win this fight. My prediction, I'm going to have Cody Garbrandt by unanimous decision, but if anybody's going to finish it, I think Brian will. Yes. 100%. Yeah, if I see... If someone gets finished, it's going to be Cody. It's going to be that glass... 
it's dude, that glass chin's gonna yeah. fall apart again. I think that if he loses, will. he's done. I think he should retire. Yes, for sure. This card has a lot of potential for retirements. There's a few fighters, and we will discuss each one that we can see retiring. But I feel like it's win or go home for Cody. Yeah. And I really don't think that he's going to be going home. I mean, is it close? Yes. I, I think like Cody. he could do a unanimous decision, though. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Cody's going to be able to just work his magic. I feel like we're going to see a little bit of the old Cody, but not a lot. You know, I feel like he's not going to come out here um, being his formal self. I mean, that's never going to happen, especially with how much that guy has been cracked in his career. However, I think he can get it done. So with that, the pick is Cody Garbrandt as a minus 218 favorite. Now, next up, we have number five, Irene Aldana, taking on number nine, Carol Rosa, in the women's bantamweight division. Um, Irene Aldana, she's 14-7. and seven. She's the minus 205 favorite. And she's been unseen against her title loss against Amanda Nunez. Yeah. Um, I think that she can get a nice comeback win here, especially if this stays on the feet. I agree. I think that it's actually probably going to be an easy f- night for her, in yeah. my opinion. I think oh, she's yeah. going to take her out in the second round. Um, I'm going to predict TKO. I can see it. I mean, look, Carol's good. She's a rising prospect. Um, she's entering her late 20s. She's entering that prime, but this is rushed. This yeah, is way too early for her. Irene Aldana just came off one of the biggest fights in her whole career. Yeah. I'm sure that she's ready for anything under that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you take on Amanda, you, like Nunez. Yeah. And, you, yeah, you she can take lost on fair and square. She but did. She, she did. She, you know, but, she's still great. No, I really feel like she's going to go in there. She's going to make light work of the Brazilian. Yeah, me too. So with that, I feel like we both agree here. Irene Aldana is the minus 210 favorite. Oh, sorry, minus 205 favorite. Now this next fight, this one is a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. We have number six, Josh Emmett, taking on uh, number 10, Bryce Mitchell, oh, in the yeah. featherweight division. Okay, I, this one... I feel like this is a huge step up from mm. this last fight versus Giga. Now, not huge, but definitely a step up in competition. I think, I think Bryce Mitchell can totally do it, but Josh Emmett's a powerful dude. But I am a huge Thug Nasty fan, so I am going to be picking Bryce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell by submission in the third round. I can see that. I mean, look. Josh, he's tough. Uh, we've seen that in his last two performances against Yair Rodriguez and Ilya Teporia. However, in both of those outings, he was just battered. Um, I mean, hell, his defeat in the fight with um, El Matador, it was one of the most lopsided UFC losses I've ever seen. Um, he's kind of known as being that guy that he's just a human yeah. punching bag that can somehow secure wins. Yeah. He's strong. He's very strong. I will give him that. And the way he pulled that win out from Cater, I know that was upsetting. That dude, it was really fun to watch, though. It was very fun to watch. But Bryce Mitchell, I mean, look, he's taking this fight on ten days' notice. Um, We all know he's incredibly fierce, very strong. He's a great wrestler. Um, The striking, incredibly awkward. Very. Uh, But I mean, he loves to shoot takedowns. He's got that southern strength. Uh, Once he takes you down, he's gonna stay down. Oh, yeah, he, is, he can control you on the ground forever. Yes. And as long as he can stay on the feet with Josh Emmett, he's definitely going to win no matter how many days notice. I feel like Josh Emmett in that division is 
not the undertaker, but what's the word? The gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. That's what it was. The gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper. He he's the worst of the gatekeepers for sure. I can, yeah. It's sad. There's many in different divisions, and he's definitely the worst. And he got fifty forty two by Ilya Tapuria. So yeah, but I mean, granted, Ilya's kind of Ilya's nice. Ilya's nice with it. I mean, don't sleep on Ilya. I'm sleeping on him a lot now that he's fighting Volk. I mean, the UFC wants Volk to lose that one. But that's a conversation for later. That's That's a conversation for later. Uh, But no, so with that, my prediction is Bryce Mitchell. I feel like Bryce takes his fight. I think he's going to do it by late third round submission. Mm. See, I don't know. I can also see this going the distance. I can see him winning a split decision. Hmm. But I can also see a submission. I think he's going to come back destroy him i hope so i mean i really hope so too i look you love to see bryce mitchell winning okay um his last fight was a win over dan Ige by unanimous decision that was back in september um somewhat of a decent turnaround but still i mean great to see him staying active but again with that i've got bryce mitchell winning at minus 166 odds as the favorite now with that we're finally moving on to the main card we have number eight, Vincent Luke versus number 10, Ian Mikado Gary at welterweight. Now, Great fight. And I know who people want to win, but I just don't think it's going to happen. No. Everyone wants to see Ian Gary get laid out. Everyone wants to see Ian Gary get, to, get just destroyed. We want to see him snoring on that canvas. Yeah. However... That's not going to happen. He's so good. That is not going to happen. He is so good. You cannot hate his game. You can hate how he acts. And I will say, while I feel bad for him, he deserves all the hate in the world for what he did to Neil Magnum. Other, <laughs> otherwise, though, I, I'm being so for real. I wish you guys could see this. He is the most straight face that I've seen I'm, in a while. I'm so serious. But... No, look, Vincent, he's a good striker. Uh, I feel like if it's a dirty fight, he can make his chances much better in winning. The only thing is he has terrible head movement, and that is so dangerous when you're fighting yeah. someone like Ian Gary. You know, Ian, he's the better striker. He's much more technical. And, again, if it's a clean fight, Ian wins this fight hands down. Um, now, yes, as Preston mentioned, Neil Magny did get whooped by Ian Gary. It was a unanimous decision back at UFC 292. Very bad. Awesome to watch. Um, look. In all the wrong ways. In all the wrong ways. <laughs> but no, like, we will get into the Ian Gary controversy later. Yeah, we'll, we will we'll talk because about all of it. There's a few things I want to say about Ian Gary and his um, decisions just in his life as a whole. That too. How to be a wag. No, because his decisions are his wife's. He doesn't speak for himself. <laughs> I promise we're going to get into this. Just, just hold that for just a little bit. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we agree here. The pick is going to be Ian Gary as the minus 325 favorite. I mean, unless you see Vincent pulling off something crazy. I think he could but won't. I think Ian Gary is going to put him out in the third round. I think after that Jeff Neal knockout, um, while he did beat Rafael Dos Anjos, um, He's not going to take it from Ian Gary. Ian Gary's going to box his head off. 
Yeah, I really do see Ian Gary just destroying him. Remembering, Neil Magny beat Jeff Neal, and Jeff Neal put Vicente Luque out. Yeah, he was slept. Now, moving on, we have a fight that I am very excited but very scared to watch. Oh, yeah. Tony Ferguson versus Patty Pimblett. Now, on one hand, we have a UFC legend, Patty Pimblett. I'm kidding. We have UFC legend Tony Ferguson. Now, he is a legend, but we can't overlook his six-fight losing streak. Um, He's taking numerous beatings in those last three fights, especially. And honestly, it kind of looks like he's going out like BJ Penn. It's sad. It's It's really sad sad to see. But this is the thing. With this fight, it's so scary because, one, we know what Patty Pimblett can do, which is not much at the moment. Yeah. he did lose that last fight, and he did get the biggest robbery in recent UFC history. Oh, for sure. Do you remember seeing that clip of Joe Rogan seeing the scorecard? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was every UFC fan Justified. That, yes. Oh, yeah. And Tony Ferguson, while this is his best shot at getting back in the win column, I just think after the Bobby Green submission that he has no chance of ever getting a win again. I disagree. You think he's going to win? I have Tony Ferguson winning this. You're crazy. No. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. It's not going to be a finish. There's no, no way no, there's not a finish. A... But okay. unanimous decision, it's going to be. Look, Patty. Look, Tony's been crazy. Tony's a crazy dude. We've known this for years at this point. Okay, but there's a few things that I see against Patty that I feel like he can upset Patty. Okay? Look, oh, for sure. Look, I... one, the power. The power. Look, we've seen Patty just get rocked by guys. But these guys that he's getting rocked by, they don't have the skill to finish him on the ground. While he's getting rocked, he's, sta- he's never got dropped. He's just been standing See, up taking shots. Though, the thing is, though, Tony's not going to let you just get rocked. Oh, 100%. I feel, like, I feel like Patty's going to get dropped for the first time, and we're going to be like, oh, he's going to finish it. But Patty's going to take control on the ground. Um, See, if there's a finish, it's going to be Patty submission. And that's yeah. I can see that, but I can also, dude, I which really is, think Tony wins oh, it. I, no, no, no. I for sure think that Tony could win it. This is his best shot. This is a 50-50 fight for me, and that's sad for Patty because he's on a six-fight loss streak. Yeah, I mean, look, Patty's on a six-fight win streak, but the thing is, Patty has some of the worst head movement in the mm-hmm. lightweight division. If Jared Gordon it is so beat sad. you, not actually it's sad. Beat you. Okay, look, Patty has mediocre striking, and I mean, look, he's got solid takedown defense, but look, the UFC is trying to prop him up, and the thing is, he's not that great. Like, yeah, is he a funny oh, guy? He's not that great at all. Look, he's I a hilarious guy. Agree. He's a hilarious guy. He's popular with the fans for a reason, but it's not because this guy's a good fighter. No, it's because he gets fat during the offseason, and he has a British accent and goofy hair. He looks like Austin Powers, <laughs> all right? That oh, is yeah. why we love him. And I, while I want Tony Ferguson to win this so bad, I really do, but I just, the facts are there. I think that Patty is going to win a unanimous decision. 29-28. I don't know. Look, the cardio's there. I think he's going to get dropped in the first round. I really, look, I can see him getting dropped, but the thing is, Tony has the striking, and he's shown off that power in recent fights against pretty big guys. You know, Bobby Green, he stunned him. Michael Chandler, stunned him. Justin Gaethje, stunned him. Another thing that we have to take into account is 
Tony's training for this fight, majority was with David Goggins. And that is hey, probably man. too much on his body. I think he's going to collapse. Hey, man, David Goggins helped John Jones, and look what he did to Cyril Gaon. Well, yeah, of course. But, like... I mean, granted, that's John Jones we're talking about. John Jones. That's That's a six-fight loss streak, Tony Ferguson. I think he overworked his body. I think he's done for. They don't know me, son. Well, I just know that this fight is, if I'm I'm not putting this in my parlay. Who's going (laughs) to grab the boats? All right, no, I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Look, I really feel, I can smell it in the air, man. Now, I don't know if that's a dose of insanity with finals coming up. It's 50-50 for me. See, and the thing is, I feel like Patty Pimblett's gonna get, he's gonna get exposed. It's a lose lose for Patty here. Yeah. It's a lose lose because you already have guys calling him out saying, oh, if you beat Tony Ferguson, that's his seventh loss in a row. You're being an old man Tony. But I feel like in the UFC, they can't make that argument. With a guy like Tony Ferguson, though? 100% because he did rock Michael Chandler, who's a top five lightweight. He did, but I mean, we also saw what happened when he fought Bobby Green. I don't know. He was winning in moments of the Bobby Green fight. He just got to yeah, like five percent of moments. He won the first round. He dropped him. Bobby had I don't know. Bobby didn't do much in the first round. Second and third, one hundred percent. Bobby slaughtered him. But I don't know, man. Look, I really do see Tony winning this though. Call me crazy. I want him to win, but I just don't see it. And I hope I eat my words. I really do. I really hope that I'm right here. But I feel like if Tony loses, he retires. Oh, for sure. He has to. Actually. He has to. Patty Pimblett, yes, you have to. There's no way that you lose to that cream puff and don't retire. Yeah. You know? And I already know tears will be shed either way in this fight. I will either be crying tears of joy to see Patty Pimblett getting rocked <laughs> and seeing El Kukui back in the win column, or we will be seeing the end of... Tony Ferguson, which is really sad to think about, honestly. Yeah. I mean, man, I remember, like, some of the first fights that I watched, like, seeing Tony and just be like, holy crap. That's that guy. He is him. He was him. I feel like he still has a chance, though. No. Well, yes. He does does have a chance. He does. He's not going to win, though. No. Uh, No. He's going to win. I just don't see it. I got this. I got (laughs) this. He can do this. They don't know me, son. So, I'm going to take Tony as the plus 230 underdog here. Moving on. I feel bad for Wonder Boy with this one. I really do. I feel bad. I, I feel horrible for him. We have Shavkat Rachmanov taking on Steven Thompson at welterweight. Now, so many people are still sleeping on Shavkat. I don't understand why. I really don't get it. He's 17 Sleeping on Shavkat? I, dude, I don't know. MMA Twitter's... <clears throat> A lot of MMA Twitter's kind of sleeping. I think this is going to be an easier fight for him than Jeff Neal, yes. which is yes. horrible because at the same time, Wonder Boy is going to be his most competitive fight. I, I which don't, is really sad to say. It's sad to say. Um, Wonder Boy is still him at 40 years old, 41. Oh, yeah. He's still him after what he did to Kevin Holland. That oh, was the most yeah. unexpected thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Well, no, then, look. Let's give Wonder Boy his flowers, okay? He has great striking. Um, look, first of all, props to taking this matchup at age 40, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, you have a young stud in Shavkat. Um, this guy's been unstoppable since his debut in 2020. And quite frankly, he is a future welterweight champion. 
Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. He's he a, he's a beast. But oh, I don't know. I mean, I I got Shavkat by oh, yeah. round three. I've got Shavkat winning. I've got him winning. Um, I don't know how long this fight's gonna stay on the feet though. Oh, I think it definitely. Will. If it goes on I the ground, Shavkat slaughtering. Oh yeah, but but I can also see Shavkat just trying to be that guy. Yeah, and beating Wonder Boy in his own game. Um, but I feel like that's also pretty dangerous because yeah. Wonder Boy, he still has power. He still has that skill at age 40. And especially with that knockout win over Kevin Holland at um, UFC Fight Night back in December. Well, not knockout, but he, he made him quit on the stool. Yeah. I, TKO. TKO. TKO, yeah. Scary. Yeah. Especially with a guy like Kevin Holland. Uh-huh. Broke his hand with the kicks. Scary. Yeah. See... I don't know, man. I really feel like Shavkat's going to take advantage of Wonder Boy. And Wonder Boy is 40. Could we be seeing a retirement? I think he will. Yeah. But look, win or lose. Like, he'll go out good, I think. Do you even, feel though, like, even if he gets slaughtered. Do you feel like even if he wins, he retires? No. I feel like if Wonder Boy wins this, which he most likely won't, I mean, he's fighting. He's fighting above. He's fighting him. the number five ranked guy at welterweight. I think if if Wonder Boy wins, they could give him a fight with like Bilal Muhammad, who is ranked higher, which is kind of sad. Look, which is very I'm, look, sad. I'm an avid the welterweight Muhammad the, hater. Oh, I hate him so much. He's so boring. But it, it's just how it is. I mean, Gilbert Burns gave him a ranking, upsettingly. Yeah, but it's sad, but. And I think Wonder Boy could beat Bilal too, but he could. Wonder Boy, this is the thing with him. He's so he's like Glover Teixeira. Yeah. How Glover Teixeira was the champion, old, mm-hmm. like beating the new guys. Yeah. I think that he, Wonder Boy, could definitely make a title run, but not win. No, I couldn't see him as champ. I think he would. I think his most content, like, best chance of winning. And this is gonna be a crazy take. Okay. I think out of the top five welterweights, his best chance at winning is Leon Edwards. Really? Really. Why so? Same style, but one is better, and that's Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is way better at that style. With striking, yeah. 100%. Sure. And I think Leon would try to take it on the ground, but Steven wouldn't allow it. Old man yeah. strength, I think. I don't know, but, dude, Steven's takedown defense is pretty bad oh yeah it's not but great is leon edwards known to wrestle that's a good point but i feel like leon could do it against him i feel like no he couldn't because if he couldn't wrestle against nate diaz even though nate diaz is a little wacky i don't think he could wrestle against steven thompson no man leon took down kamara on a trip i don't know i'm sure i know i'm playing devil's advocate here. <laughs> i'm playing devil's advocate but still um no back to this fight though I see Shavkat winning. I really, I don't know how much uh, Wonder Boy would actually win this. Yeah, Shavkat's going to win for sure. Yeah, definitely. So with that, we're going to take Shavkat Rachmanov as the minus 520 favorite. Now we are moving on to our co-main event. We have a championship fight here. Great fight. We have champion Alexandra Pontaja, sorry, Pantoja, my bad, taking on number four ranked Brandon Royval. Now, this is a rematch at flyweight, 
And the first outing of this fight was back in August of 2021. This was wild. Mm-hmm. This was a beautiful fight. Great that first time. fight and ended in a great finish. Yes. Uh, famously, Pantoja won by submission. Now, let's take a look at Pantoja because a lot of guys have kind of been sleeping on him. Very a lot of guys. And he's the champion. Look, he's the champ. They've been sleeping on him, and this is a – I don't get why we're sleeping on him. Mm-hmm. He's an entertaining guy, but he doesn't sacrifice entertainment for fundamentals. Plus having one of the best fights of this whole year already with Brandon Moreno. But yes, with Brandon Moreno. We've we're going to talk what about Brandon soon. Do. But, yeah, no, because I remember watching that fight. Uh, you and I, we watched it with another buddy who was just getting into MMA. And I just remember that fight got done. We immediately said, like, this has to be in the conversation for fight of the year. This is. It really was. It was a beautiful fight to watch. And going into it, I mean, I thought that Brandon was going to win it, but I still knew that it was going to be a good fight. Yeah. And Pantoja, he still impressed me. He genuinely impressed me there. Um, but anyways, Pantoja, he's much more well-rounded than Roy Val is here. And he's proven more at the top level and in those five-round fights. Um, again, his last fight was over Brandon Moreno by split decision back at UFC 292 to win the belt. But let's talk about Brandon. He's also a very entertaining guy, and he's grown a lot since their last outing. Yeah, but Brandon both guys Royville, have- he's, he's grown a lot, but I still don't think it'll be enough to get pan- through Pantoja. See, I think that Pantoja's grown more, though. I feel like he's grown uh, 100%. Yeah. I think Pantoja will win by fourth-round submission. See, I can see it. But still, I feel like this is going to be a really good fight. This is going to be a really technical this fight. This is going to be one of the best fights of the year, and it's yes. so slept on. Yes. Because their last fight was great, and this is a title fight, so this can go five rounds. Yeah. This is yeah. great. No, I remember when this fight got announced, so many people were saying, like, oh, just another boring flyweight fight. Yeah. Flyweight no. fights haven't been boring recently. No, I mean... Look, They're powerful little guys. <laughs> they are powerful dudes. I mean, granted, look. Did I get bored after so many fights of Brandon Moreno and Figgy? No. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes, I did. I did It was the same. Though. It was the same thing every you time. Could, no. It, every time it was crazy. Look, they're good fights, but I want to see movement. I want to see someone oh, else hold the belt. That makes complete that's sense. But that there was why. movement in the rankings, just not yeah. with the number one in champions. See, that is it what I want to back change and forth. In. That's what I want to change in. You know, I feel like there's so many guys. Look, there's no division right now, especially with, I feel like in the entire roster, men and women, that is a boring division right now. I disagree. What do you got? Flyweight, we got, let's just talk about some of the fighters. Obviously, we got this title fight coming up. Considerably one of the best fights of this year already. Um, Great way to finish it, the year. We got Kai Kara France, um, who just recently lost by a Robert, I mean a split decision, uh, to (laughs) Amir Albazi. Which, yes, it was a robbery, 100%. He Dude, no, I remember. Now, I was on vacation. This man texts me. He's just like, robbery, robbery. I'm like, I bro. was so angry. I'm like, dude, like, I didn't watch the fight. Like, I'm on vacation right now. It's just like, I just saw the biggest robbery of my life. He was livid. Oh, I was so It was mad. hilarious. I love Kai Kara France. That's why. We also got Manel Kopp, who is making some movement now, and I think should fight Kai Kara France next. And I think Kai Kara France wins. 
Um, but we'll talk about that later. Um, Brendan Moreno now fighting Amir Al-Bazi in Mexico City is the co-main event. Um, there's a lot of movement going on right now. There's nothing to be bored about. No, not at this division. Not at all. I, but, I mean, right now there's so much movement in the UFC as a whole. Yeah. Especially now that Leon is fighting. I mean, things are looking up for the UFC, and I'd love to see it. But back to this fight, my pick is going to be Pantoja at minus 180. Mm-hmm. I got Pantoja, fourth-round submission. All right. Now moving on to the main event. <sighs> Banger. Oh, yeah. Banger. So good. We have the champion Leon Edwards taking on number three ranked Colby Covington for the welterweight title. Uh, let's just talk about Colby for just a sec. People's champ. He's the people's champ. And so many people think that Colby Chaos does not deserve this title shot. Everyone's saying this is Dana White privilege. I can agree with that. Really? I don't think he deserves a title shot. I think he deserves a top three ranked guy, though. I think that's, I think after losing to Kamaru twice, um, that he definitely should not be fighting for the title next, even though he did fight Jorge, but that was all, that, that was, was not for ranking. That was, that was a grudge a match. It yeah. was a grudge match. Yeah. Um, and now that Jorge's retired, he has not beaten or fought anybody in the top 10 current welterweight. I think they should have given... Let me think. I hate to say this. Do not say it. I hate to say this. Don't say it. I think Bilal Muhammad should have gotten the welterweight <laughs> shot. And that's so sad because I hate him. Yeah. But he did make his way to the top. I think Kamaru going to light heavyweight was great, even though he's probably going to be back to welterweight soon. Um, and I feel like Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad should have fought. And I think Colby Covington should have fought Ian Gary. Oh, God. Can you imagine the press conference? Or, or oh, no. Gilbert Burns. See, I like Gilbert. Gilbert Burns. See? I don't know, but this is a really good fight, though. This is a really good fight we're about to see. Um, Colby, he has insane volume. His wrestling is off the charts. Cardio, off the charts. Um, And, you know, normally I don't agree with Daniel Cormier. But when he said that um, Colby Covington has done the most with the least that he has... I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. And what he means by that is, you know, Colby's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy. Um, you know, it's not like he can jump higher than anyone. However, he's used all these skills, and he's had a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. Very good. But then we're going to talk about Leon Rocky Edwards. And see, Leon, Leon's pretty crazy. Leon is crazy. Leon's crazy. That is He's why crazy. I have Leon winning. I do too. 49-46. See? De- decision. I think he's going to batter Colby. Yeah, I mean. And I love Colby. I, do. I love Colby. He's funny. He's a good fighter. He's hilarious. Leon Edwards is on a different level at this moment. I just At this moment, yeah. I feel like if there's going to be a finish, Colby's getting his head kicked off. Yeah, I mean, we all know that left high kick is lethal. Ask Kamaru Usman. All right, ask Ian Gary. Did you see the video? Yeah. Of his wife giving him crap about it? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And don't worry, we're going to give her her fair share of crap here soon with, with that whole thing that's been going on, which is just insane. But anyways, back to this fight. We're going to get there, I promise. Um, you know, Leon Edwards, he showed a lot of people what he can do in that second fight that he had with Kamaru Usman. Uh, he had that huge comeback win with the knockout, you know, headshot, bang. Like, and then in that third fight, everyone kind of expected it to just be a regular Usman fight. They thought that Usman was just going to bounce back. But he was good. Leon looked real good. Uh, he was defending the takedowns much better. He outstruck Usman, and he retained the belt. Now, granted, he's been pretty inactive as the champion, which I've given him a lot of crap about. What he after this fight would have defended the belt twice this year alone. Yeah, I think that you can't really call him inactive. I don't know, man. It depends on what he does after Colby Covington. It really does. He gets a book if he gets a fight booked immediately, then you can't say that because already after beating Kamaru the first time, immediately got the rematch book. Yeah. Um, Immediately. See, and then directly after that, Colby Covington was announced, and now we're getting. The See, fight. but he took his time with Colby. Oh, he did. He, he took, took his a time. little break. He just re- he just retained the belt. So See, look, it's understandable. I don't know, but the thing is, like, he's dude, hopping in in ten days. I know. It's gonna be good. Ten days. Ten days. I'm very excited to see this. And I think that if there is a finish, it'll be Leon kicking his head off in the fourth or fifth round. Yeah. And that seems a little biased considering that's what he did to Kamaru, but it's his most dangerous weapon. Yeah. And I, while I don't think there will be a finish, that is how I think it, it will be. I yeah. think it's going to be unanimous decision, Leon. See, I don't know. Colby, he's very good. He's a very good guy. Uh, you know, great volume. Incredible wrestling. Good guy, Okay, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe not like that. Not how I meant it. But, uh, no, like, he's a great fighter. But the thing is, as you said earlier, I feel like Leon is just on a different level. There's levels to this. And quite frankly, I feel like Colby's not on this level. Um, right now, Colby is a minus 120, sorry, plus 120 underdog. And Leon is a minus 142 favorite. I'm taking Leon. I'm taking Leon also. I feel like Leon can get this done. Um, if it's a finish, I feel like it's going to be Leon. But I don't know. The decision is where it gets a little more risky for me, yeah. honestly. But I'm really excited to see how this plays out. I've been waiting for this fight for a while. I'm so um, excited. I remember the rumors of this fight like back in the summer, and I've just been waiting for it ever oh, since. Yeah. I'm very excited. Very excited. So with that pick, I'm going to take Leon Edwards as the minus 142 favorite. Now, for our parlay, look, I'm in dire need of a Christmas miracle, okay? I just had my anniversary last month. Uh, then we got Christmas and Valentine's Day, and then straight to my girlfriend's birthday. The bank account is going to be in shambles. So I need this parlay to hit. Now, granted, Flip doesn't have these odds up quite yet. So we're going to use the honor system for me. I'm going to place this bet when they come out, I promise. But for now, we just had the odds for Caesars Sportsbook. So with that, we have Cody Garbrandt winning as the minus 218 favorite, Irene Aldana winning as the minus 205 favorite, Bryce Mitchell securing a win at minus 166. Then the main card, we've got Ian Gary winning as the minus 325 favorite, 
Tony Ferguson pulling off a major upset as the plus 230 underdog. Shavkat Rachmanov winning as the minus 520 favorite. Alex, um, Alexandra Pontaja keeping the belt as a minus 180 favorite. And then finally, Leon Edwards retaining the belt as a minus 142 favorite. Now, these odds come out to be an eight-leg parlay that is plus 46.66 odds, meaning when I put $1 down, and if this line doesn't move, which it will, but however, if I did this right now, I would win $46.29 with that $1. Now, let's move on to some news. Jamal Hill, he was arrested for beating up his brother. Yeah, Which is he, a crazy thing, but I feel like it wasn't as serious as they're playing it. Yeah. I think definitely he probably just got a little drunk. Probably. I mean probably just got a little drunk. I don't know. I mean I've seen people do wilder things off the henny or just mm-hmm. off the UV blue. Don Jones has done way worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But uh Jamal Hill, he was supposed to be Perez next fight. And I feel like he still is pros next fight. 100%. He's already out. Yeah. Yeah. He's Um, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, like, even if legal issues take longer than we think, what do you think happens from there? Do we think that uh, this fight's going to take a while? And if it – here, let's say that Jamal Hill has to take a long time to come back, right? I think we're getting him at UFC 300. Ooh. I think that's going to be one of the many title fights that will be on there. I don't know. I don't know how many title fights we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get three. Three? Who do you have? For three hundred? Yeah. I have obviously Jamal Hill and Alex Pereira. Okay. Um, I am going to think. Well, see, because the issue that I'm facing right now, title fights. Because let's take a look here. We have the flyweight belt, which is yeah. up for this card. We have the welterweight belt, which is up for this card. We have Sugar Sean fighting at 299. We have uh, Strickland versus Duplessis at 298. 297, Volk is fighting. We're going to get Jones versus Stipe at 300, obviously. I Jones is going to be I, back by then. 100%. No. I think he'll be back by 300. That's yeah. a six-month recovery for a nine-month injury. I think it's going to. I don't think, think, I think no. he can make 300. I don't think it's going to happen. Think he really could. Who knows? Anything could happen, but it. Wait, I don't even think a title fight's gonna headline, but there has to be title fights. I feel like headline's gonna be, as much as I hate to say it, Chandler versus. Yeah, I hate to say it. I hate to say that as the headline, but that's. Or I could also see that fight waiting till three hundred one because three hundred could sell on its own. McGregor has to be on three hundred. I think. I mean, I could see it, but at the same time, like. Can you imagine the run that the UFC would have if they have the 300th pay-per-view card, which is already going to be huge, but then right after that 301 is a McGregor card? Can you imagine the profit? And I know Dana White, he has done much worse for a dollar. But, yeah. Um, Okay, hang on. So next up. I want to talk about uh, Ian Gary's wife. And then Preston oh, just informed yeah. me that he has some news that he would like to share after this. But, okay, so we've been making a few jokes about Ian Gary and his wife, that oh, whole situation. Uh, Ian Gary's wife wrote a book called How to Become a Wag, which basically 
means like wife and girlfriend. It's yeah. basically when a older woman chases after a younger athlete and before they it specifically before their career takes off and they secure them, lock them down and make money off of them basically. Yes. Uh almost more of a career path as to being their their wife. husband or, or their partner, partner, not their husband, their wife. Their, yeah. And so that got exposed. She wrote a book about it. It comes out. And I remember Cute. scrolling. One more thing. Yeah. After denying already that is being true. a whack. After she did denying, deny that. And then the book. Yeah. yeah. She did. And, I mean, look, in the book, we learned about how Ian Gary took his wife's last name, which that's okay. That's all right. You know, not here to judge. We learned how... Uh, her ex-husband is living with them. And as also, his nutritionist. As his nutritionist. Wow. Who also made him go vegan. And so um, our good friend, Sean Strickland, read this. <laughs> and the second that I saw Sean Strickland recording in his car, oh, I knew it was done. Video. I knew it was done. When you see that man in his car. Shirt off. Shirt off. Especially. Shirt off. <laughs> You already know he's wearing jeans and boots down below. It, it's grits. So Sean Strickland calls him out, and he's kind of like saying, like, hey, like, look, I'm looking out for you. I'm looking out for you. Leave her, all that. So then Ian Gary DMs him and says, like, hey, I'm going to sue you for defamation. 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 Which, speaking of defamation, is the most hypocritical thing that he could have said. Oh, because yeah. Because... The thing with Neil Magny. You know about all that? Oh, yeah. So Go ahead and fill Rewind. Um, Neil Magny and Ian Gary. That was the last fight that Ian Gary had with Neil Magny. And at the press conference, Ian Gary would not let Neil Magny say a single word during it because he framed him for being a child abuser. Because of an, an interview that Neil Magny said, I think he said that he's going to beat him like he's my son. Yeah. 100% obviously you know where that is. Like what that means. Yes. Like you know. Yes. Ian Gary the whole time just told him to shut your mouth. Like all yeah. that, you oh, know, yeah. like went crazy on him. Didn't let Gregory. him say a word and framed him for being a child abuser, which now is biting Neil Magny in the butt because mm-hmm. he is going through some custody issues with his kid. And that was brought up in court that he is a child abuser. Ian Gary should be sued for defamation of character after those legal issues. Of course. Yeah, I mean, you can't just go off and say that someone's a child abuser like mm-hmm. that. That's it's horrible. That is clear-cut defamation, especially well, when it I, has legal implications. Like well, this. I feel bad for him with all the wife situations that's going on. I think that she should leave him, or he should leave her. Mm-hmm. I think he deserves everything for what he did to Neil Magny. Yes, I mean, with that, like... You can't go around saying things like that and then expect the public to feel bad for you when something like this happens. It's like, dude, I mean, I don't know. He's acting around. He's just acting like his crap doesn't smell. Yeah. You know, it's pretty bad. But no, and then I remember, I remember reading the DMs between Ian and Sean afterwards after Ian said, hey, I'm going to sue you for defamation if you don't stop. And Sean was kind of like, hey, I would have respected you more if you would have threatened violence upon me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very funny. I mean, dude, Ian tried to 
scare just him scare off. him off. But Sean Strickland. You, no. You can't Have you seen that. the video of Sean Strickland when someone tried to rob his house? Mm-hmm. This was recent. It was recent. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that. So, do you know the whole story of what yeah. happened there? Yep. Uh, Go ahead and film. The guy. Yeah. Um, he was getting chased from a different bar because he harassed somebody, or it was like some girl, and guys were chasing him, and he went and picked the wrong house to hide at. He hid next to. He hid next to Sean Strickland's car in his driveway. And Sean Strickland came out with a gun and screamed at him. <laughs> yeah. That's Sean Strickland. I remember in his Joe Rogan interview, he said, and I quote, you know, I really, I kind of want to kill someone. <laughs> just to know what it's like. Like, this man is a, he's crazy. I love him. I love him. He is insane. But that's just, he's not the guy to do that with. No, he's definitely not the guy. Uh, Preston, you informed me that you have a little bit of news that you'd like to share. Yes. A little UFC news that is not announced. This is an unofficial fight that is rumored to happen. Recently on the Nelk Boys podcast, there was Dana White. And they decided to film the podcast in Dana White, of course, being the president of the UFC, just to inform y'all. Um, they filmed it in what they call the war room, which is where they put fights together. They create fights. They have a huge board in the back where they put fights together for future cards Mm -hmm. they panned over on the fight cards for one second as they were leaving the room a hidden fight on a future card is not only will it be a big fight it will be probably a three-rounder because it is not only the debut of one of the people but from a completely different organization we have kevin holland versus michael venom page Oh, no. I'm so serious. Oh, you no. didn't hear about that? I saw it, but I didn't know how much I trusted it. M-Page was seen. The only M- fight that was seen. K. Holland versus M-Page. Oh, no. MVP. MVP. MVP versus Kevin Holland. And, oh, Ooh. it is possibly going to be on the Sean Strickland card. Wow. I'm guessing that would be a probably a prelim opener or a beginning of main card. I could see that as being probably or the not five. prelim opener, like, like featured main, prelim. I could see that being the five slot on a main event. Yeah, I could just because that is a crazy. That fight. is a great fight. To Perfect make. match. That is an incredible fight to make. Well, hang on. Let's pull this up right now. I just want to take a look at um, who we have right now that's guaranteed on that Strickland versus Duplessis card. Uh, let's see. Taking a look right now. It's a now. beautiful card. Let's see. We got Sean Strickland versus Drikus. We have uh, here. I'll move this computer over so you can see it a little bit more. We have Raquel Pennington versus Myra Bueno Silva. That's gonna be a good fight. Um, let's see. Neil, Neil Magny. Mike. He's back taking on Mike Mallet. Mike Mallet is Mike Mallet. Ooh, what a great up and coming. Uh, let's see. We got Jan taking. Ooh, why did I not ooh. see that fifth fight right there? Oh, until now, Arnold Allen, Arnold taking Allen, Mosfar Ivalov. Wow, that's, that's a, a crazy fight. fight. But the next this is fight, a really good fight. Look at this, the next fight under it. Let's see. Oh no! Oh my oh, no. lord! That next fight underneath it is number thirteen, Dominic Reyes taking on Carlos Uberg. That's a disrespectful fight to give Dominic Reyes. Wow. That is disrespectful. Okay, you know what? This what, card is... And it sucks because Carlos Elberg's probably going to win. Oh, Carlos is going to win. 
Carlos is going to win that. It's going to be great. But, okay, yeah, this card has definitely come together beautifully. And with the addition of MVP versus Holland, I think that See, could be... where do you put that in on this card, though? Because this card's already pretty so full. I think... Scroll up a little bit. Yep. I think since the amount of, like, weight that this fight has, mm -hmm. I think they're going to put it right before Jan Belhovich. I think it's going to be the main card opener, and I think that Arnold Allen will be the featured prelim. See, I could see that, but... The thing is, we've already got, what, 14 or 15 fights booked for this one. I could see them pushing it back to they totally could. maybe 280, yeah, maybe 298. If it was on a fight night card, then it would probably be the main event. Oh, yeah. Fight night, guaranteed main event. Yeah. Guaranteed main event. But I could also see this being underneath Vulcan Teporia or even underneath O'Malley and Vera. Yeah. I could see it. I See, I really don't Vulcan think that Teporia would be. makes the most sense. Yeah. Me. That one makes the most sense to me, but I just can't see this being as early as 297, especially with how booked that is. But, okay. And then we have, uh, we have two more things that, one we've already kind of hit on and one that we haven't hit on yet. We have Brandon Moreno versus Amir Albazi in Mexico City on February 24th. Way too early prediction. Who do you got? Way too early prediction. Brandon Moreno is going to take his head off or his stomach off. I think he's going to kick his... Well, I wanted to so bad. Amir Albazi <laughs> pissed me off after the after that robbery he took from uh, Kaikara France. See, I don't know. I need to go back and I need to watch more Albazi film before I can really make a good estimate. He's here. overrated. That's all I gotta say. He's Bro's good, but he's salty. overrated. Bro's still salty about Kaikara France. <laughs> he's definitely. I think Elmir Albazi will end up being the gatekeeper of that division. I think he'll be stuck at five or six. That's bold. Very. That is very <laughs> bold. I mean, look, I know that you're preying on his downfall. 100%. After he did that to Kai. But I, don't, I shouldn't blame him. I, I should know. blame Moreno's the way he good. acted after. Oh. See, Moreno, I know that he lost the belt, but he's still, he's Moreno's going to cook him. Moreno's going to cook him. I'm going to be saying that until the fight day. Probably even after yes. the fight day. Because that's what's going to happen. Look, I don't know. Moreno, he's a scary guy. Um, I know that that last fight with Pantoja, it was a split decision. And I just remember that was extremely close. Very, very close fight. Um, do I feel like Moreno won that fight? No. However. I feel like he could have. He could have won yeah, that it fight. It was a 50-50 for me. He could have won that fight. It was very, very close. But I feel like it went to Pantoja for a reason, I feel like. I would have been happy with whoever won in that situation. Yes, especially with a fight that good. You can't say robbery to Well, you could either say robbery mm. to whoever wins or you could just or you could just it. or you could deal with it and be ready for the future of that division. And honestly, that's what I liked in that situation. Now, uh, we also have another one that just recently got announced. Um, wait, was this announced or a rumor? Which one? Yair versus oh, Ortega. It is, it's a rumor at the moment, but they are going to be moment. announcing it soon. Okay. 100%. Okay, so way too early predictions. And that's, again, on February 24th <sighs> in Mexico City. Way too early predictions. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Yair's going to win. Yeah, I've got Yair. <laughs> I think Yair's going to win. And if it is a finish, it's Yair by knockout, but I feel like it'll go all the way. Yeah. I really feel like it's going to go the distance. Um. See, Yair, he's 
He's pretty dang good. Oh, he's I, crazy. He's, he's like good. he's really good. He's the closest person to getting the title, I think, besides Holloway. Even though Holloway will get slaughtered. I don't know, man. Y'all sleeping on Ilya Taporia. Ilya Taporia is not winning. He's sleeping. He's not winning. He's sleeping. It's Volkanovski. He's. I Dude, think no. The mental warfare. I think Volk is the greatest of all time. Or at least one of the top three. Oh, top three, yeah. I can't. I think it's that. him, John Jones, and um, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, you gotta have Mighty Mouse in there. Yeah. You gotta have Mighty Mouse in there. Um, I don't know. Right now, my goat conversation. I've got it as. I've got John Jones at one. Even with all the cheating and all the bullshit, bull that he's done. Um, but I don't know between Mighty Mouse and Volk. That's it's really. I think Volk would slaughter Mighty Mouse in his prime. I I think Volk barely has it. I think Volk, if Volk and Demetrius Johnson fought in both in their primes, Volk wins pretty easily. But Demetrius Johnson was is number three for me. Yeah, if. If Demetrius Johnson was like able to be in any weight class, I feel like he'd be the champion in it. At his time. Oh, at his time for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Preston, do you have any more news? Anything um, else? No, nothing new. Just yeah, just excited. Thanks for all this. To. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, the UFC has blessed us in the last year, and. From the looks of it, we are going to be continually blessed. Um, we got UFC 300 coming up. Nothing's been announced for that. But still, lots of great opportunities yeah. there. Lots of great opportunities. Um, McGregor's going to be coming back soon, which I'm pretty excited for. Uh, It'll be great. Oh, yeah. That'll be really fun. But uh, with that being said, I mean, that's about all that I have for this. Um, that's all that we've got for this upcoming card and for news. Thank you very much for joining me along for the ride. I hope that you have an amazing, great, good luck on finals, and thank you very much.